Hey, what's up, listeners? My name's Tyler, and you're listening to Horror is Home podcast. Today, I'm going to be ranking and discussing all eight films in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise in honor of the newest and ninth film coming to Netflix on February 18th. Sorry, it's been a bit since my last episode. Beginning of the year has been busy, but I'm starting to get back into the groove of things. I'll be making episodes more regularly moving forward. I'm going to go through a list of all the films in the franchise, take a quick break, and then rank the movies from my least to my most favorite. The franchise began in 1974 with the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. In 1986 was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Leatherface Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 came out in 1990. Then Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Next Generation came out in 1995. It wasn't until 2003 we got the remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the prequel The Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Beginning in 2006. Texas Chainsaw came out in 2013 and then Leatherface came out in 2017. Now I'm going to take a quick musical break before going into a mostly spoiler-free list. Starting off my list at number 8, Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Next Generation, directed by Kim Henkel, starring Renee Zellweger, Matthew McConaughey, and Robert Jacks as Leatherface. After leaving their prom early, Innocent Jenny and three other teenagers crash their car into the backwoods of Texas. In their search for help, they run into Vilmer Slaughter, a vicious psychopath with a mechanical leg and his twisted family, including the serial killer Leatherface. As the group of friends struggle to survive the maniacal methods of torture, Jenny discovers the secret origins behind the family's lust for blood. Kim co-wrote the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 1974 and went on to produce the remake, its prequel, Texas Chainsaw, Leatherface, and the upcoming 2022 film. The Next Generation was originally screened in 1995 under the name The Return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre before being shelved, re-edited, and re-released in 1997 with its final title. With a budget of over $600,000, the film was a box office failure only earning less than $186,000. This is actually the most recent Texas film I finally purchased, as I saw it years ago when I first watched through the entire franchise and wasn't that impressed. It's fun, over-the-top, kind of a timepiece for fans of the franchise, but certainly story elements just didn't land. A young Zellweger and McConaughey were definitely the highlight of the film, with Renee channeling a solid final girl and McConaughey taking on an absurdly chaotic role. The two rising stars wanted to distance themselves from the film, resulting in its delayed home release. With its cheesy 90s teen slasher tropes, effects, and acting, this film borders the so-bad-it's-good category. Which that can be hit or miss, but I can get behind it, as well as other fans who are probably just into seeing Leatherface on the screen again, or just over-the-top 80s and 90s slashers. Number 7, Leatherface, directed by Julian Mari and Alexandre Bastillo, starring Sam Strike, Steven Dorff, and Vanessa Grassi, which I probably said most of their names wrong. A violent teen and three others kidnap a young nurse while escaping from a Texas mental institution. Pursued by a vengeful sheriff, the disturbed young man embarks on a murderous rampage that shapes him into the legendary killer known as Leatherface. The directors of this movie are also known for directing the original French film Inside. This 2017 film serves as a prequel to the 1974 original, explaining the backstory of Leatherface. It heavily follows the chase of the escaped Sawyer brothers being pursued by Sheriff Hartman, 
It eventually expands into the familiar massacre territory by the end, but overall this film felt very different than any other film in the franchise. There's an interesting twist that could be a bit polarizing for audiences, but I didn't really mind it. Originally, a planned sequel to Texas Chainsaw was meant to be in development, but never got greenlit by the studio. The directors approached Millennium Films and gave their idea which to, to dive into the upbringing of such an iconic franchise's character. Prior to the release of Leatherface, the film studio had the rights to release six further productions under the franchise, but lost the rights due to the uh, time it took to release the film. This movie, it did feel very different. Um, the people, the characters, they weren't that iconic by any means, besides Leatherface himself, and even then, like, that comes with a twist, which I won't spoil that, but it was definitely an interesting take on the character and just the backstory that we didn't necessarily need, but it was, like, an interesting story nonetheless. So I definitely recommend checking it out if you haven't already. It was straight to DVD and streaming, but it has like a very nice production quality to it. It's good acting with some recognizable faces. This was the most recent um, entry in the franchise until the new one that is coming out this month. So I'm excited to see like a different take on it because if it's supposed to be a prequel to the 1974 film, no matter what follows, whether it be Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 and three and four or if it be texas chainsaw 3d from 2013 every one of those films has such a different feeling to it so i think this is like a perfect example of just how rough this franchise is i do love this franchise but it's just so all over the place in tone and there's no practically no returning characters and like no returning actors aside from whoever's playing leatherface in some other film Maybe if the new entry does well, we'll actually be able to see some continuity for future projects because it's not something that's happened with any of the other movies like at all, aside from Leatherface himself, like whether it's the family or the survivors, like no one ever really returns. Sally, the uh, original final girl from the first film, is supposed to be in the new one, but it's not the same actress because the original actress passed years ago. So we'll just see how the new one does, and hopefully that'll be something that we could look forward to in the future. Number six, Leatherface, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, directed by Jeff Burr, starring Kate Hodge, Ken Foray, and R.A. Milahoff as Leatherface, which I probably got those names wrong as well. Driving through Texas, a young couple, Michelle and Ryan, stop at the Last Chance gas station, but after they witness the owner attacking a hitchhiker named Tex, they panic and flee. In their hasty departure, they get lost and soon find themselves being pursued by a chainsaw-wielding maniac known as Leatherface. While running, the couple bump into survivalist Benny, who they team up with in an effort to escape. Jeff Burr, the director, he's known for other works such as uh, Puppet Master 4 and Puppet Master 5, as well as Pump Pumpkinhead 2. Um, after the success of Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2, the studio fast-tracked development and shot a teaser trailer with Kane Hodder playing Leatherface for the short video, which by that point, Kane Hodder wasn't even going to be um, Leatherface or anything. They were just shooting it just for the buzz of the movie, even though the movie was nowhere near even being finished being written. Um, Kane Hodder actually went on to be the stunt coordinator and stunt double for Mila Hoff as Leatherface, though, and originally released with the MPAA's X rating for the film's graphic violence, it was the last film before NC-17 was an established rating. For the few times I've seen this movie, it's not the most memorable, um, Following the original, which was just so 
dry and dark and very shocking for the time period. And then the very over-the-top, like, cheesy 80s campy feel, which worked so well. Number three and number four were just kind of riding the train of what the franchise was becoming. Um, I don't think this one was straight to DVD, but it definitely didn't do as well as the first two whenever it came to the box office sales or rating or reviews of the film, I mean. I enjoyed um, this Leatherface because he was just seemed more like a brute while in the last one he he was definitely still a brute but it was like he was a funny kind of brute like with the whole dancing scene and he actually had a dancing scene in the fourth movie as well which that one was a lot more ridiculous so this movie it was tame and it just again it wasn't that memorable but it was like still just a fun easy formula of just a chainsaw maniac chasing some young people in the woods number five texas chainsaw from 2013 Directed by John Lucenhop and starring Alexandria Daddario and Tanya Raimonde. Decades ago, residents of Newt, Texas, long suspected that the Sawyer family was responsible for the disappearances of many people. When their suspicions finally were confirmed, vigilantes torched the Sawyer compound and killed every member of the family, or so they thought. Much later, a young woman named Heather learns that she has inherited Texas property from an unknown relative and she is unaware of horrors that await in the mansion's dark cellar. This is the first continuation of the original film and completely disregards parts 2, 3, 4, and the remake and prequel. Gunnar Hansen and Marilyn Burns, who portrayed Leatherface and Sally in the original, had cameos in the film as members of the Sawyer family. I like the modern take at that time of friends venturing to Texas and encountering the iconic slasher, but the familiar premise stopped there. Without spoiling anything, Leatherface is attempted to play an anti-hero, which was not a well-perceived decision for audiences, or myself really. It just felt very unnatural. It's understandable for new writers and directors to attempt to reamp an old formula, but this one slightly missed the mark. Not to mention the inconsistency of the timeline, as the main character should be 39 years old, but Alexandra was notably younger at the time. Like, there's just no way she's 39. None of her friends are 39. Like, they're probably all in their mid to late 20s at the latest. But there's all this odd time jumping because the original was 1974. So if she's in her 20s, like, maybe it's, like, late 90s, early 2000s. But there's, like, present technology, but they're also dressed like it's a older time. Which that's just kind of nitpicking, but it was just kind of like, hmm, kind of surprising that they didn't even like get that down. But regardless, I can still enjoy like the chainsaw cha chasing mayhem for what it is, like the scene with the van. Um, that was also during the time post Avatar where everything was being released in 3D, which didn't always carry over well. Like there's a scene at the carnival and Leatherface throws his chainsaw at the camera and it just looks so cheesy, like bad CGI and just even like the um, guy he throws it at, like his reaction time, it just doesn't match up. It's not a great shot. But I still, like I said, I like the modern take of it all. It was nice to see Leatherface. He wasn't that intimidating. And the whole anti-hero thing was just uh, just a misstep for what could have been a good movie. Because like here by that point, we have six movies already ahead yeah from the original movies then the remake and its prequel we didn't need him to try to be a good guy by any means it was just an odd choice that 
I don't know, didn't really sit well with me. But for whenever he was being violent and like the jump scares or whatever, like those were definitely the best parts of the movie. And also Alexandra like playing her part. Like I just love her in a lot of movies. Like she's also in We Summon the Darkness, which is also a really good movie. I recommend if you haven't checked that one out yet. But yeah, definitely would be interested to see like where the story would have continued from there because I would hope he would have went back to being a bad guy because him being an anti-hero is just not what I'd want to see. As franchises get older and they go on, we definitely cling more to the villain, like Freddy and Jason and Michael. But they're they're never the good guy, really. It's just more about us just wanting to see them continue. Or a lot of the time, the uh, characters are just written so poorly, so we don't really mind to see them get hurt. But now we won't really see any kind of continuation from there. And that's okay, honestly. So I'm just more excited to see what the new one's going to do. And as I already mentioned, see if they have any con continuity there with uh, upcoming projects after we see how well it does. Number four is Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning, which I'm going to pronounce all of these names wrong, but directed by Jonathan Labiesman, starring Jordana Brewster, Taylor Hanley, and Andrew Bernarski as Leatherface. Chrissy and her four friends set out on a road trip for a final fling before one is shipped off to Vietnam. Along the way, bikers harass the four of them and cause an accident that throws Chrissy from the vehicle. The lawman who arrives on the scene kills one of the bikers and brings Chrissy's friends to the Hewitt homestead, where young Leatherface is learning the tools of terror. Originally titled as Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Origin, this film serves as a prequel to the 2003 remake. Film was no notably perceived for the amount of gore, but quote, lack of scare. Platinum Dunes announced after the film was released that they would not be involved in finishing the trilogy, and after the film rights were sold, the development of Texas Chainsaw 3D prequel concept began. This is another one that just didn't really stick out to me. I do enjoy it. It has a very similar vibe to just the remake itself from 2003. And just as gritty and gruesome as that movie is, it's very, I don't know, it's a very brutal movie. But I didn't care for the, um, like, our main characters as much rather than, like, the ones that were in the remake. I thought they were a little more memorable and iconic and lively. This group just kind of blended in for what it was. But I really don't even have a lot to say about this movie. The reason it's so high on my list is just the... It did have good acting. It did have a good production quality. Platinum Dunes did a good job of making this movie. And it just, it goes hand in hand with the remake in the matter of style. So that's why I actually like it that much. But otherwise, it's, yeah, just a good straightforward slasher with, you know, good old Leatherface. Number three, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two, directed by Toby Hooper, starring Caroline Williams, Dennis Hopper, Bill Mosley, with Tom Morga and Bill Johnson both playing Leatherface. Caroline plays our main character Stretch, a radio host victimized and captured by Leatherface and his cannibalistic family while a former Texas Marshal hunts them down. Caroline also went on to act in Leprechaun 3, the Halloween 2 remake from Rob Zombie, and Hatchet 3. To me, this movie is perfect 80s campy horror with its over-the-top acting and ridiculous characters, practical effects, and then the climax is setting at the abandoned carnival carnival and the uh, dinner table reminiscent of the original's ending. I also love that this film was used in the Child's Play remake to uh, trigger Chucky into a confused violent act. The bridge car chase scene alone is a perfect representation for all the uh, absurdity that the this film turned out to be in itself. Um, 
I love 80s slashers in general because this was, I think it was 1986. The original was 1974. So there was definitely like that gap of style. Like by this point, Black Christmas had came out. Uh, Halloween had come out. And I think um, Nightmare on Elm Street was already out and maybe one or two of the Friday 13th movies. So like they had already really like molded what slashers had become and camp... 80s campy, whether people knew it at the time or not, was just in full effect. Like, those kinds of movies don't even... You can't make today because just that campy comes off as just cheap. While back then, now it's, like, nostalgic and funny and just the practical effects on top of it just really can contribute to the overall feel of these movies. So, with all the... There's a lot of blood in this movie. There's um, a lot of jump scares and just, like... Just bam, Leatherface is right in your face. And whenever he's like at the radio station or just whenever Bill Mosley's character is there. And uh, like anytime I think of that character, I think about whenever he's scratching his head with the with that hanger. There's a lot of gross in this movie, a lot of funny stuff. And like I said, if it weren't for the 80s, it just wouldn't work. But since it was, it worked perfectly. And like this is just like a fun popcorn kind of movie. Like you have Leatherface running around with his insane chainsaw and there's even like a really weird scene whenever Leatherface is basically dry humping stretch with his chainsaw. It's very weird, very ridiculous, but it all works and it just creates that classic 80s that we all love. So this is why it's number three on my list. Number two is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974, the very original directed by Toby Hooper, starring Marilyn Burns, Paul A. Parson, and Gunnar Hansen as Leatherface. When Sally hears that her grandfather's grave may have been vandalized, she and her paraplegic brother Franklin set out with their friends to investigate. After a detour to their family's old farmhouse, they discover a group of crazed murderous outcasts living next door. As the group is attacked one by one by the chainsaw-wielding Leatherface, who wears a mask of human skin, the survivors must do everything they can to escape. The story itself is loosely based off the crimes and murders of Ed Gein, but overall it's a fictional story. It was basically just about like the um, chandelier shade, the the mask itself clearly, and other furniture that was made out of human skin. Originally, Toby wanted to secure a PG rating in hopes of reaching a wider audience by limiting on-screen gore, but the MPAA still issued the film an R rating, um, which I don't even know, like what was cut or because this movie it for that time 1974 like there is a lot of blood in this movie and just acts of violence with like hanging the woman on the hook and grabbing her and taking her into his uh behind that his special hidden door um it was also banned in several countries for its amount of on-screen violence so i really can just don't even know what he tried to cut to make it a PG rating. Because back then there wasn't even PG-13. It was either PG or R NC-17, I guess. But uh, with this being released before Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre really helped pilot what the slasher genre would form to become. Like, before this um, was clearly Psycho. But then following this was Black Christmas and Halloween, as I said earlier. So just this... With the, the uh, mask it really like set forward like what we associate like masks with slashers, which I love masks. I think they kind of dehumanize 
the killers in these kinds of movies. Because once you know who's behind the mask, it's not as scary unless like, you know, unless they're a monster at that point. Like maybe they're undead or something like that, like Jason is or what Jason would become. But yeah, the this movie just really set what slashers would become. It was very violent movie for the time. It also like sparked some question about since they tried to uh, play it off as based on a true story. Um the violence on the screen there was the very like it was a very dreadful kind of movie you felt very isolated you felt very alone in the kind of setting which i thought like they captured perfectly with in that desert with whoever they're walking through the little kind of creek area and then just one by one they're just getting picked off so that feeling has not really been something any of the other movies have been able to recreate and toby hooper just did like an amazing job and i'm surprised like it took them that long to even continue the franchise off its success. But here we are now, about to get a ninth movie from it. Finally, my number one is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake from 2003, directed by Marcus Nispel, starring Jessica Biel, Jonathan Tucker, and Andrew Bern- Bern- Bernarski as Leatherface. I still can't say his name. In this remake of the horror classic, a group of young travelers including Aaron, Andy, and Morgan, come across an isolated rural home while driving through Texas. Unfortunately for them, the decrepit house is the residence of a family of deranged backwoods killers, most notably a hulking masked brute known as Leatherface, who begins the hunt for the stranded youths down. The same director as the Friday 13th remake. To a lot of people, this seems to be one of the best of the remake craze that kickstarted during this time which Platinum Dunes would go on to produce many of the 20th century film remakes. This remake also had a narrator, John Lurchetti, I think that's how you say his last name, from the original reprise his role for the introduction dialogue. It took uh, elements of the original and plotted them down in a proper, like, modernized production. The group of friends traveling cross-country in a van, the hitchhiker, the Backwoods family, and a desert-isolated setting all leading to the heavy chainsaw-wielding maniac. So, as I was just saying, the original in 1974, like, it definitely had its own feeling. It was very creative. It set so much ground, and it's something that none of the other films really came close to copying. But this one, definitely, like, the roots are there, at least. And then plainly, with the modernized production, like, it's so gritty, it's so gruesome, it's so dark and uh like this movie i remember my dad and my sister like we're watching it downstairs and then like the whole intro of based on a true story just scared me so much and i made it to like the very first kill of the movie with the boyfriend and i just couldn't i like i had to go upstairs and i was also very young but still plainly like at that age i thought it was real like i remember asking my dad like is he still alive is he in texas because one, I didn't finish the movie, but two, I just thought that this actually happened. Um, it's just so good. <laughs> I really love this movie. I love the original as well. And like this is just like with what I did on the uh, my Halloween ranked uh, episode, where I the original is surpassed by more modern take. Like I love originals. I love older movies so very much. But like. There's also like the nostalgia factor, there's the tribute factor, and this movie just like, it did its own thing, but it also 
the roots of the original were really there. Like, I feel like they respected the movie and just, like, just twisted it just enough for something, like, very new and exciting. So, I really wish there would have been a sequel to this movie or some continuation to see, like, that Leatherface. Because he was, like, he was, like, a Hulk. His mask was terrifying. He was a very big guy. The whole locker scene with a Jessica Beale's character, like, that really sticks out with me. It was, <laughs> it was brutal it was a violent movie and like i said out of all the remakes this is one like when you go online you read reviews like it really like seems to be perceived well so i'm sure i'm really surprised that they went with texas chainsaw 3d after they made the prequel instead of continuing this story or this line of the uh continuation but I don't know. Hopefully the new film is actually going to be more similar to this one. And by the trailer of the new film, it really looks like it is going to be uh, brutal as well. <laughs> the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it looks promising. And I'm interested to see how it stands with the rest of the franchise's entries. It was written by Fetty Alvarez, who directed the Evil Dead remake and Don't Breathe, um, which I love both of those movies. So the new movie definitely has potential and like... The teaser kind of was like, eh, and like hearing about the plot, I was a little skeptical. But now that like a full trailer's come out, it's only raised my hopes. So um, I'm recording this on the 17th. I'm really excited for, I guess it's coming out at midnight or it might be a couple hours after, depending on where you live. But I'm, I'm planning on watching that tonight myself. So that brings an end to my list. Um, let me know what you think about the franchise. Let me know what's your favorite Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. Send me a message and follow me on Instagram at, at Horrors Home and like the official Horrors Home Facebook page. I post more stories on there just to show like other movies and series I've been watching. Like I watched uh, Archive 81, which is a new show on Netflix that came out last month. Definitely recommend that one if you like American Horror Story or like um Blair Witch Project it's kind of like a combination of those two but a very dry take but oh that show was very good and I'm trying to think about like other movies I watched in recent time like the new Scream definitely want to do an episode about that franchise and talking about the new Scream because that was also spoiler free but very good movie <laughs> so definitely check that out um yeah so Shoot me a message. Give me a follow. I definitely appreciate you all listening. Thank you for being patient. And for those who are returning, thank you again. Be sure to leave me a review on Spotify now because that's a thing. And also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I can't wait to hear from you guys. And I'm definitely going to be making more episodes now that everything's calming down a bit. Everything's settling down since the new year. So... If you have any other suggestions of things you want to hear about, other topics or movies in particular. Also, I want more guests on my show so we could set something up online if you want to do it that way. Or if you are in the area, maybe we could even link up that way. So just send me a message on Instagram, preferably, and just let me know. My name's Tyler, and until next time, thanks for listening to Horror is Home. Bye.